Kiss My Girl. Constance Hall, one of the most talked about bloggers in the country. A look out! Opinionated, raw, thought-provoking and never shy to have an opinion. Annalise is her best friend. The yin to her yang. The gale to her Oprah. She's the chic one. Just ask her. A show for queens, by queens. No topic is too taboo. A shame-free, judge-free space. Oversharing, commiserating and celebrating. This is the Queen Sesh with Constance Hall and Annalise. Come on, girls! Good evening, Constance. Good evening, Annalise. How are you? I'm brilliant. How are you doing? Because I, I saw this week you had a bit of a, you know, up and down kind of week. Yeah, it was definitely an up and down week. I cried all day Tuesday. Um, felt good again on Wednesday. Um, yeah, like ecstatic Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> Back to ground zero on Friday. Well, let's hope that we can just finish the week off with a bang on the Queen Sesh. Now, Con, we have set up a Queen line, which is like okay. a, yeah, a hotline. And yep. so we want to hear from you anytime. Leave us a message. It's o two fresh, really, isn't it? Thanks, babe. O two eight two five one five one o one. Just buzz us anytime. We'd love to hear from you. But I would like to also hear about your second book, which is being released yeah, very I'd love soon. To talk about it. Yep. It's still a queen. Still a queen. I don't even know about it, and I'm your best mate. Mm. So that's next. This is the Queen Sesh. Con, I'm very excited to hear all about your new book that you're about to release. Well, you see, I would have sent you a PDF, but I couldn't be sure that you wouldn't sell it on the black market. Are you serious? As if I would do that. <laughs> I've been begging you for weeks to send, send it to me. I know, but I don't have the final version. I, okay. I, I'm just, you know me, I'm so scattered the way I write books is I write it in so many different pieces and parts and send it to my editor. She puts it together and, yeah, it's just like, it's just the way that I am. I can't go A, I can't go like A to Z with writing a book. Mm. Um, so, yeah, it's in a computer. I could send you my computer and you could try and put it together. No. But anyway, yeah, it's it's uh, it's coming out. I can't remember the exact date, actually. I think it's pre-release on the 16th of April. And um, it's it's really exciting. It's scary because I know that it'll be criticised a lot because it's not the first book. Mm. And the first book did so well. And the first book was a little bit more shits and giggles. Yeah, and, right. um this book's got a little bit more of a serious undertone. It's still really lighthearted and fun. Mm. A lot of feminism, a lot of women, a lot of queening, a lot of like bringing sh- chicks together. It's been reviewed by about four people and everybody's just loved it. Even like professional industry professionals that don't know me have loved it. And so that was really, to me, that made me feel really confident. My sister said that she feels like she knows me better. Now, you know, nobody knows me better than my sister mm. does. It gets very personal. I had to let... Really? My husband, Denim, read it and I literally paced the house because I was so terrified. Wow. I'm actually better at expressing myself to a broader audience of people I don't know than I am at expressing myself to people that I'm close with. Mm. Yes, I've and, noticed. Yeah, I know you would have. I can be a little bit like closed off and then I just go and tell a million people how I'm feeling. My mom's even said that to me before. Mom's like, well, it's great to find out things through your Facebook page. <laughs> so what did, what did Denzi think after he read it? 
There were a few, because there's a lot of details about my previous sex life, my Ooh, previous love okay. life, um, growing up and all that sort of stuff. And so there were details that I don't think I, I wouldn't have offered him because they could have been hurtful to him. Mm. Um, and then, yeah, and so he was like, oh, that hurt. But, you know, like, and he was so cool about it. He goes, I'm not stupid. I know you've got a past. The, a lot of the things that are really embarrassing and really cringy that like are cringe writing. I can't no. even, I can't, I'm not saying because you've got to buy the book. Okay. <laughs> But there's a lot of that sort of stuff that I was like, oh, I really don't want Denim to read this. Because you know how I write. I don't make myself out to be amazing. Mm. And I really want my husband to think I'm amazing. So it was, I was torn. <laughs> I, was like, <laughs> I, want, I want people to know the real me and read the honesty. But I also want my partner to think that I'm, you know, this hot, sexy with this mysterious past. And anyway, so it was an interesting day. We went out for dinner afterwards. But he just said it was a beautifully written book. And he was, he's so mature. I just love him. Oh, I can't There's a lot wait. about him in it as well. So a lot of personal stuff about him yeah. as well. And what so. about me? Did I make a cameo finally? I don't even know if you did. Oh. Or maybe. Because, yeah, we got Might have to, to wait until book three. It in it. And yeah. I don't think we, need, we sent you a, a sign for No, you didn't. <laughs> book three. All right. I look forward to it. April 16. Can't wait, Con. Can't wait to read it. This is the Queen Sesh. This week, Con. Viral eyebrows. So not what it sounds like, which is they're diseased. But this poor woman had, uh, what is it, tattooed eyebrows, which is so trendy now. Mm-hmm. Everyone's doing it. Do you have yeah. tattooed eyebrows? No, God, no. But that's because I've got eyebrows. Mm. If I didn't, I probably would have gone down the feathery. I think it looks quite nice when they have a light, lightly feathered light, tattoo. A light yeah. feather just to enhance the shape yeah. and fullness. Yeah, define a little bit of eyebrow. I'm, I've always loved eyebrows, not just since they got, came in fashion. Mm. But um, my husband has eyebrow problems. Like he can't deal with the eyebrow trend. Mm. He cannot look at a woman's face with the blackened eyebrows and the big eyebrows. <laughs> and he's just like, what are you women thinking? Well, I think he would have been quite shocked if he'd seen this poor woman in Thailand who went to a very inexperienced eyebrow tattooer. Is that what they're called? Featherer. Because mm. the, there was no Cosmetic light feathering. tattooers? Sure. Mm-hmm. Okay, so picture this. It was just like she had two giant black moustaches on either side. Slugs. Above her eyes. I reckon they were bigger than slugs and darker than <laughs> slugs. Like the worst thing I've ever seen. I think when doing something permanent with your oh. face, you really need to see someone's previous work. Yes. And definitely. not just the, the salon's previous work, the person's previous work. Yes. Because, you know, Con... That would be my beauty tip for the day. <laughs> now you're a beauty blogger as well. Beauty blogging. <laughs> what will she do next? Hashtag foodie. Hashtag beauty blog. <laughs> but seriously, Con, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be able to leave the house. You know how I get, you know, when the salon made my hair a slight shade of orange, I cried for days. Imagine well, having a, a tattoo hair, on your as face. As a hairdresser, we have t- tinted eyebrows before. Mm. And I have had girlfriends rocking up to my house and saying, oh, my God, what do I do about my tinted eyebrows? They've gone too dark. So I've scrubbed them with... T- Dishwashing detergent because that oh. strips colour. Another beauty tip <laughs> <laughs> brought to you by Constance Hall. <laughs> but I just don't know how you would like get a tattoo to you know fade. I don't know what you do. With oh, okay, that. What, so what do you do with someone that? stepped in and offered her free laser removal. Okay. But apparently it took six months and now they've kind oh. of calmed down. But this poor woman, six poor months. Thing. It, it is going to be fringe season. Oh. <laughs> But you know what we love on this show? Botched. 
fails of any description. <laughs> and this one's a botch, a botch beauty fail. And so on 0282515101, we want to hear your botched beauty fails. That's next. This is the Queen Sesh. And just before... Con, we were talking about the woman whose eyebrows went viral because she went to just get a chic little dusting, that you know, feathering just to fill in and make them appear a bit more fuller, which is very on trend. But she didn't get that. She got the... The worst eyebrow job, one of the worst ones I've ever seen. She had great eyebrows before. Why she did. was she messing with them? I know. Because it was a you you described it as sort of two large black slugs, but to me it looked like a, a moustache above each eye. And they're a funny shape as well. Like whenever I've got some tats done, they put it like, you know, they show you what it's gonna look like. They put a stencil on your skin. Yes. Yeah, you would have thought they would have done that to her, but but the poor woman. So, you know, she was walking around with these eyebrows for six months. They have since been fixed. But it got us thinking, we want to hear some more botched beauty fails. And we've got Karina from Victoria. What is your beauty botched fail? Basically dyeing my hair uh, brunette, um, naturally blonde, oh. um, very naturally blonde. <laughs> <gasps> um, and, yeah, so basically in high school used to be teased about it a lot and I went, no, I've had enough, I want it brunette, and it turned bright orange. Orange, that's interesting. Yeah. Usually it goes green when you go from blonde to brunette. Yeah, so apparently I was quite lucky but it didn't stop me getting called ginger pubes for the next month. <laughs> <laughs> Kids are so mean. My son's got red hair. I'm just waiting for puberty. My God. <laughs> And we've got Megan from Queensland. You've got two stories for us, which are your botched beauty routines. What's the what's the least worst one? Oh, yeah. hard to pick um, the lesser two evils, really. Mm. But as an apprentice hairdresser back in the in the past, I yeah got a lot of stories. But it would probably be the day I waxed off my poor mother's eyebrow. <gasps> All of them. <laughs> well, well, it was really half to three quarters of one. <laughs> Maybe but, um, she needs to get them tattooed. <laughs> <laughs> we know this great place in Thailand. <laughs> Poor mum, she was such a guinea pig for everything. And yeah, I wasn't, I don't know if it was overconfident or under skilled, but what, but yeah, lost half her eyebrow. She didn't let me come near after that, though, so it wasn't, <laughs> couldn't have been the worst thing in the and world. Did you leave the other one on? What do you do in that situation? <laughs> you uh, don't take the other one off. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Even it up. <laughs> I just said we're going to need an eyebrow pencil. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Anne, do you know what? Now that we're talking about botched beauty, do you remember that time when I was trying to attack my bikini line? And I hadn't done it in a long time. As a hairdresser, I I thought I'd get my clippers out. Oh, gosh. And, yeah, there was a slight little slice of the old clitoris. (laughs) (laughs) And I was on the phone to you. I was on the Mm. phone to Annalise. And she was like, I don't know if you'd had a few champers or what, but Mm. you were like, just put a tampon on it. (laughs) Stop the bleeding. (laughs) This is the Queen Sesh. Now, earlier this week, Annalise, the revelation came out Mm. that... Tracy from Married at First Sight is moving over east probably to, you know, secure an industry job or something now that she's been on this amazing TV show Um, and apparently not moving with her child. Mm. And 
the crowd went wild. (laughs) (laughs) So Tracy and her new partner, Sean, they're from Perth, but they've announced they're moving to Melbourne. Yes. Tracy's child resides in Perth and therein lies the scandal. Okay, so Telv was doing the same thing. Yes, so Telv was from Perth. Yes, children were in Perth. Yep. And moving, yeah. He moved to Melbourne for Sarah. Him and Sarah have since fizzled, side note. But you never saw articles around the country about Telv leaving his children. Exactly. In fact, the scrutiny came on to Sarah, his female partner, for not thinking of the children. (laughs) <laughs> not the actual dad of the children. Is it not? Is it? Hello? Light bulb moment, anybody? Mm. Now, we don't know all of the circumstances with either story, so no. I'm not saying it's okay to bag Telf or to bag Tracy as long as you're also going to bag Telf. I'm saying how about we don't bag any of them? Mm. I had an incident where I bumped into a friend in a supermarket whose child was had very, very special needs, very, very high level special needs. And she said to me, I'm exhausted. I'm sending him to live with his father in Sydney. He's 13. It's become a toxic, abusive relationship between him and me. He is hurting me. He's beating up his younger brother and I've done it for 13 years and I need a bloody break. Mm. And so she said, my family and friends have turned on me for it because that's not what a mother should do. But it's time now for his father to step up and take, and take his turn and try and do what he can do. And I felt for her. I understood. I couldn't believe that her friends and family were turning on her when the bloody dad in the first place moved to Sydney. Mm. I am the product of a man who moved back to Melbourne when my mum broke up with him when I was six months old. And I can tell you right now, my dad and I are very, very close. He's dead now. We're still close. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> and very close. You know what me and my dad were like. Yeah. Now, it broke my heart. As a child, I used to go to bed at night, cry myself to sleep, envision oh, what it would don't. be like to be picked up by him. Aww. So I'm just saying think, very, everyone should think very, very carefully before leaving a child, but we don't know the circumstances. Oh, Con, you made me all emotional. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> oh, that's, yeah, that's heartbreaking. Yeah, look, and that's the thing. We don't know what's happening with the custody. We don't know what's going on. Actually, we exactly. don't even know if it's even true. It's, you know, it's, it was a new idea. She hasn't come out and blatantly um, we don't denied know or confirmed. Yeah. And the thing about the family law courts and the thing about with it when it comes to family, well, family law basically is that you will never find out everything. So many things are always kept hush-hush for the safety of the children. So this is just one of those situations that you can't comment on, you shouldn't report on. And and you should probably, are we reporting? <laughs> no, we're no, but in a non-biased yeah, way, exactly, yeah. in a supportive way. And like, you, you should not have an opinion on it because you don't, you're never going to know who, what happened in her past relationship. You're not going to know what's going on with the child. You just don't know. Mm. Good luck to Tracy. Good luck to all of them. That's my girl. This is the Queen Sesh with Constance Hall and Annalise. Come on, girls. Still to come on the SeshCon, lots to get through. We've got some medical mysteries, which we're going to be exploring a bit later on. Is but that I- me? <laughs> <laughs> Is that my pregnancy and how big I am? <laughs> no, that's something else. No, that's the Queen Vice. I'm looking for- forward to hearing what you've got to say on comments when you're pregnant. Someone's message right. us. And yes. speaking of Queen Vice as well, we have our new Queen line or hotline. Uh, anytime 0282515101. Get in touch. Leave us a message. We'd love to hear from you. But next con, something huge happened in Australia and it affected a lot of parents. Childcare workers went on strike. 
And so they bloody should have. That's next. This is the Queen Sesh. Con, this week, about 30,000 parents were impacted by the childcare workers' strike. Big news, and to help us and explain why and what's happened since, we've got Nicole Lessio. She's the Principal Campaign Manager at The Parenthood. Welcome to the sesh, Nicole. Thanks so much. Tell us, why did the strike happen? Well, as you guys probably know, you know, parenting is a tough gig and when you take your children to, you know, an early education centre and you give them over to these fabulous educators, they do a huge amount of work. You know, they Mm. they are educated, they've got certificates in early childhood development and even bachelor degrees in early childhood development and education and they can earn as little as $21 an hour, which is less than you would get if you were working at Maccas. I've always been so shocked about what people in childcare and people in disabilities earn. Yes, caring and educating professions, strangely enough, primarily female you know, sectors, yeah. get less money than, than those in, in other sectors. Kind of reminds me of hairdressing. I remember when I was hairdressing and earning $20 an hour and all of my male friends were tradies as well. It's a trade and they were all earning so much more money than, than me. And I thought to myself, female industries. Mm. Yeah. That's exactly it. I mean, childcare is 97% female um, and we can't pretend that this isn't a gendered conversation, you know. I mean, yeah, if you absolutely. were uh, certificate three qualified in sheet metal work, you would earn $42 an hour. But wow. as, as, a, as an early educator, you earn $21 an hour and, and that's just not okay. And you're, all you're doing is, you know, shaping the future generations. And, yeah, uh, that's yeah, all. Making, keeping children <laughs> safe is <laughs> not much, is yeah. it? And so no, has, exactly. has anything come from the strike? Were any developments made? Well, I think we got a lot more attention. You know, um, the union that represents early educators, uh, United Voice, they got a lot more information out there, I think, this time because it was so big. And it's just going to keep getting bigger, which is great because, you know, the national conversation has to shift from these guys, as, you know, one senator once said, just wipe bums and, and noses and keep them from killing each other. This is not what these people do. These are highly qualified educators. They are professionals who deserve professional wage. They educate our kids. They're moulding their brains. You know, 90% of, of brain development happens in the first four years. We want qualified educators to be moulding those brains. You know, we need to shift the conversation on and say, hey, these are qualified professionals who deserve a professional wage. Mm, absolutely. So, do you think that we're going to see any more strikes? I think absolutely. There's, there's one thing that gets people's attention and that's when you remove your labour um, that mm. hundreds of thousands of families rely on, right? Yep. So it has a flow-on effect and, and, you know, people had to leave work early and they had to make other arrangements and it's inconvenient and that's great because that gets more attention yep. to the cause. So um, I think if, you know, we haven't heard anything from the federal government saying that they're willing to stump up. We know that they're not at this point. So, you know, I think educators are well within their rights to just keep pushing and saying, this isn't okay. And is there anything that we can do as parents to help? Absolutely. So the educators are um, members of the United Voice Union and they would love any and all parent support that they can get. So um, you can actually join the Parenthood's campaign because the Parenthood is a lobby group and campaign group that um, advocates on behalf of parents. Um, We're huge supporters of this campaign. So you can go to theparenthood.org.au and click on campaigns and find out our um, petition about the big walk-off because obviously the louder we all shout, uh, the more people are going to hear. And you can also just go to thebigwalkoff.org.au and that's um, United Voices campaign page as well and 
show those educators that you really support them. Nicole, thank you so much for sharing that with us and for letting us know more. So it was the parenthood.org.au, that website. That's the one, absolutely. And thank you guys so much for for highlighting it. We really appreciate it. This is the Queen Sesh. I need you to be my sounding board. You know, I always go to you whenever I've got Mm -hmm. issues Issues. in my... Marriage. Yes. Oh. <laughs> I knew I knew you'd be wrapped. Juicy. <laughs> no, look, it's not a big issue, but there's just been some stress in the house and stress in my life. And I find in our dynamic, when he's stressed about work or, you know, something's going on, we all sort of, as we call it, share our calm. You know how we talk about with our toddlers when they're having a tantrum, we share our calm. Okay, I'm sorry. I've never heard that buzzword. Really? I love that. It's like my little mantra when my three-year-old's losing it. So I feel like I share my calm. And so you know me when I'm stressed and, you know, a bit antsy. How bad am I? Oh, you know, I never take it personally, but you can Mm. get pretty like... Like um, one to hurricane. Needy. uh, No, you're not at hurricane level. I'd say you're about a six. Oh, that's pretty high. Yeah, well, you're not easy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm high maintenance. We all know that. But I just feel like he should kind of just cop that when I'm stressed. No? Mm, it sounds a little abusive. <laughs> but... <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, so it, the stress has kind of moved on and he's moved on and he's being really good. But I am stuck in Stonewall. I'm Stonewall? What oh is my... all these? Are you like okay. a counsellor now? From a, I've done a lot of relationship counselling, so I know okay, a lot you of... Talk, you're now talking in counselling. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I'm basically Elsa from Frozen. Okay. I'm oh, like, okay. you know, ice you're queen. Bitch. Oh. <laughs> okay, I always revert back to Dr. Phil. Would you rather be right or would you rather be happy? <laughs> just be happy. Choose happiness. Yeah, so just, just drop it. Just drop it. Stop just, sweating the small stuff. Okay. You know, I know, babe. He could get diagnosed with something terminal tomorrow, oh my and then God. you'd be well. He could. I always remind myself of this, and then mm. you're gonna have to do a sixty-minute special. <laughs> tell- <laughs> <laughs> and I'll be there going. Remember how angry you used to get and stay angry for ages. I bet you wish you didn't waste all that time now. <laughs> okay, I'm ready. I'm letting it go. Thanks for the let pep talk, babe. Thanks. <laughs> Speaking of Elsa, let it go. <laughs> this is the Queen Sesh. And Con, last week off air, actually, when we were recording the sesh, we talked a little bit about the trolling comment that writer Rosie Waterland shared from her Married at First Sight commentating, and it was about gender scrutiny. I don't know. Someone attacked her personally, and it got us talking about sharing trolling comments. Yeah, really interesting. I've always wondered what, like, I've done it myself because mm. I think it's really important to expose it, expose bullying, expose trolling, you know, like you really do, you know, you got to get it out there. But then it's just, then everybody just bullies and trolls the troll. Mm. And it's like, where where are we going with this? And, you know, I remember one guy said that he wanted me to die during childbirth after my pregnancy announcement. Of your current pregnancy? Yeah, remember that. No. Like heaps of people like, I don't care that she's pregnant, she's gross. I hope that, you know, the feral thing needs to, she should be sterilised, all this stuff. And one guy was like, um, was like, I hope she dies in childbirth. So I put up a screenshot of it because I thought, mm. you know, you can't get away with this crap. Like, you just can't. But they got a barrage of abuse and, um, you know, it's a good feeling. <laughs> <laughs> 
because you've got your squad looking after mm. you. But at the same time, morally, ethically, are you just as bad? Because it's perpetuating this hate and this abuse, online abuse, you know, mm. like. It'd be interesting to see if, because the, so she's shared two posts. One was the married at first sight. The second one that she uh, actually said, someone, you know, the moddy bod period undies that everyone's yep. wearing at the moment and promoting, by the way. She she shared photos of her moddy bod period undies and she was just in underwear. And someone said, I cannot understand why promoting obesity is being applauded. It is unhealthy and not a good look, which is just a horrible thing to say. But she did share the person's name. So that's, yeah, that's the, I did that as well. Mm, so you're yeah. thinking that maybe we should share it, but just blank out the names. I don't know where that's going to get you, though. Mm. You know, like you're either going to go, look, this is, look at what this foul pig thinks is okay to say, or, you know, like what would be the point of sharing it without the name? Mm, I guess just exposing it to saying this is what, this is what is happening. So, you know, it starts a conversation. The only reason I like doing it without blanking out the name is because accountability online it's actually it really, it, to me, it's really important. I think the reason everybody's going so like crazy and saying these horrific, horrible things is because there is no accountability. Mm. You can say these things. You can tell somebody to kill themselves. You can get away with it because it's online. There's no accountability. If there was accountability, like if I just walked up to somebody in the street and said, go kill yourself, that I would have to be accountable. So... That's why I'm in two minds. I don't like all of the hate and the abuse. However, when somebody's boss gets contacted and gets told, hey, by the way, your employee is publicly saying this and this and this, you click on his page, it's a massive advertisement for your company. Mm. And then when they get fired and stuff, I like it because I think, good, you cannot get away with being an asshole. Mm. So, yeah, two minds. Don't like the abuse being held back, but I do like the accountability. All right, and for anyone, uh, if you're struggling and you need support or help, please reach out to lifeline.org.au on 13 11 14. This is The Queen Sesh. And Annalise, this week I shared on my Facebook page a photo of myself naked. I'd whited out the... um the bits, which is funny, really. I always laugh because <laughs> all I'm doing is whiting out some nipples, what we can see men's nipples online, and some hair. Mm. Free the nipple. You know, and I've got all this hair on my head, but <laughs> the, when you put it there, you, it's, much, it's much less offensive to have mm. a little white scribbled mark. So anyway, it was just a funny message about how depressing my stature is while I'm pregnant. And we got some people messaging us. Yeah, we did. It. Because I think one of the things that you've shared in this pregnancy is because your last pregnancy, which was your third, was twins. So yeah. by the time you were three months, even though this pregnancy is a singleton, you looked like you were seven months because your yeah. stomach just popped straight away. Yeah. Uh, and so a queen actually reached out to us on our Facebook page, The Queen Sesh, and she said, I'm 15 weeks and look six months. I'm at work. I get comments, comments from customers all day making me think there's something wrong. Uh, what's a good catchphrase or response I can give? How do you cope with the comments when people say you look bigger than you are? I do. I get it all the time. Um, I actually just don't care. Mm. I I probably cared a little bit more this pregnancy because it was almost scary how big I was. It was almost like, you know, but the doctors reassured me it's a big baby, but there's nothing wrong with my size and my weight and everything's sort of fine. It pisses my husband off more. Like he said, people say to him, how's Con? She's huge. <laughs> and he said, he said to me, that's just not helpful. 
<laughs> so protective. It's really sweet. But I just let comments like that sort of wash over me and people don't realise that it's stressing you out. If it's stressing you out, go to the doctors but and make sure that everything's fine. But you've got to look at the world with your own I always think you've got your own glasses on. They're rose-coloured or they're sh**-coloured if you're having a <laughs> sh** day. And you're just going to take everyone's comments however you want to take them. You know, it's not up to me to tell you what you should or shouldn't be offended by. But when you're really happy and somebody goes, God, you're here, just think about how lucky you're going to be to have this huge chubby baby that doesn't need to stay overnight because they can't keep their own temperature because they're so skinny. You know, like you look mm. at the, you got to look at the positives all the time. Healthy babies are... Always a little bit chubby and, yeah, I would not be – it just doesn't get to me. All right. Great queen vice, babe. Thanks, babe. That's us for another week. Please uh, buzz us anytime on 0282515101. Leave us a message. Anybody that can remember that number, huh? <laughs> just, just we'll, call us. We'll send to, you out a prize just, for remembering it. Yeah, if you it. could just call us to let us know that you remembered it, that would be great. <laughs> <laughs> and reach out anytime, of course, on our Facebook page, search The Queen Sesh, and you can find the full show podcast link there too. Have a beautiful week, Queenies. Bye, love you. This is The Queen Sesh. Thank you.